Welcome. You are listening to The Journey. Today we'll be talking about a very controversial topic, the problem of evil. Some of you may be wondering what this is or how we can apply this to our daily lives. Well, I'm here to explain it to you and give you insight on how we can apply it to our lives and see how it makes sense in the path of life that each and every one of us is on. We will be covering a few topics in this podcast. One, the problem of evil and how it is presented in the Bible. And two, we'll be covering what theological style connects to the problem of evil and what this theological style we're going to be talking about even is. So welcome and let's get started. To start, the problem of evil can come off as a very complex definition or understanding. I had to break it down myself into parts to be able to fully understand it, and I'll do the same for you, so hopefully it will help. To start off, the problem of evil deals with the idea that there is so much pain and suffering in the world that God should easily prevent the fact that evil happens. That he has so much power, and he's loving and caring, and there's so much good that why should he even want evil to happen in our lives? So we can question, since he doesn't prevent it, does God really exist? Why does evil happen if God is so powerful, good, and loving? Since he has so much power, why wouldn't he just prevent evil from happening in our lives? Well, we can also look at this in a different way. Since he does present it in our lives, and we all pretty much have probably experienced it before, there has to be a reason, right? That he puts it into our lives so there's an educational purpose, so there's a life lesson that we'll learn out of it. Now, the problem of evil deals with the three O's, omnibelivalent, which is all good, all knowing, unlimited, or infinite God, omnipotent, omniscient, which is to know everything, or free will God, and omnipotent, which is unlimited power or potential God. Now, if you're confused or worried you didn't even know how to properly say those words, I struggle too. Um, We're going to go in depth with these topics and get a true understanding of them and what the problem of evil truly is. Now, all three of these can't be true at the same time, which is what makes it such a controversial topic. If one is true, one must be false. Therefore, there are five solutions to the problem of evil. One, God is evil. Two, God is both omnipotent and omnibelivalent, which means God tests us. Three, God is omnipotent but not omnibelivalent. And four, God is omnibelivalent but not omnipotent. And five, we don't know what it means to talk about goodness and evil. All this information may be overwhelming, so let's try to apply it to the Bible and see if we can get a good understanding with it, too. We all know, or should want to know, about the book of Job and all he's been through. We learn that Job is a wealthy man living with a large family and living his best life, until one day God comes and takes everything Job has and gives him great suffering in his life. Job is confused as to why he is suffering or has suffering in his life because he believes he's never sinned before. He believes he's this righteous man who's never done anything wrong. Job goes through a roller coaster of events. In the end, Job stays true to his faith, and God grants Job back with everything he had taken from him. Now, from the story, we can see two main themes here. One, why do bad things happen to good people? And two, God has a plan for everyone in their lives. How could an all-knowing, all-powerful, and malevolent God allow bad things to happen in the world? When it comes to Job, why did God put him through this? And did he want Job to go through it? Did he want him to experience this suffering for a reason, maybe? 
we can all say that we've had a time in our lives where we've had a bad day or going through a difficult time and ask God why. Why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. Why did you choose me to have this happen to? We believe that we shouldn't go through this great deal of suffering in our lives. However, what if we looked at it a different way? We see this in the Bible. The whole story of Job is a roller coaster of roller coaster of events. However, in the end, Job is all right and is granted back what he had lost and learned from God. He actually learned through the story. The suffering helped him learn. Now, we can apply this to our lives when we lose our job, wake up late for work, or get pulled over on our way home. Instead of asking God why this happened to us, we should look at it a different way. Um, For example, like when we get pulled over, we could be like, what the heck? Why did I get this ticket? I don't really want this ticket. I don't deserve this ticket. However, what if we wouldn't have got pulled over? 20 minutes ahead, if we would have kept going, we could have gotten in a car crash or we could have ran out of gas or someone could have hit us. We could have hit someone. There could have been something way worse. So God has a plan for us and everything he puts in our life, there's a purpose for it. Now, even though you're a good person that goes to church every Sunday, doesn't curse, doesn't steal, has never committed a crime, has the best clean record out there, You still lose your job and are frustrated. As hard as it is, it's okay because God has a plan. And the suffering you're experiencing now is temporary. It won't last forever. It may last a few weeks, maybe a month. However, there's a moral to the story. When a problem that you're given or you're facing, there could be bigger and better things that come out of it. You could learn something from it. Job was known as a righteous person. However, God let bad things still happen to him. He did this to show Satan that Job was indeed a faithful and righteous he that Job was indeed as faithful and righteous as he thought he would be. Now, when reading it, we can think a lot of times or Job's friends even thought that he must have done something to deserve it, that he had to do something to earn the suffering, that he had to have sinned, otherwise why would he have suffering come upon him? But we can see that there could be a purpose to this or to the suffering or problem that God has given us. So the answer to the book of Job, where we can see is have faith in God, that God has a path for us, that he leads us in the direction that may not always be what we think it is or always what we want, but in the end, it can give us a good outcome and we can learn from it and grow from it. Now, even though we love Job and could talk about him for hours and hours, we need to cover some other important topics, theological styles. Yay! Now we're going to talk about theological styles and which one compares to the problem of evil the most. So far, we should have an understanding on the problem of evil and how it compares to the book of Job. However, we're going to take it a step further. We are going to talk about the phenomenal Elizabeth Johnson and her understanding of philosophical theology and parts of the problem of evil. In her book, Ancient Stories, New Chapters, Johnson gives us insight on using her philosophical methods as a way of developing or analyzing theological concepts. Well, you're going to use it when we're talking about the problem of evil. She teaches us that due to God being incomprehensible, we are taken towards the direction of religion. If we believe we understand the meaning of God, then it's truly not God. We see this in our lives today when we find ourselves talking about God and knowing who he is or what he does for us in our lives. However, our understanding of God becomes false because we can never have enough knowledge about God to know who he truly is. We can never obtain enough information to be like, I know who God is. I know everything about God, what he does, where he's been, who he is. It can't be. 
Therefore, though, we can relate this to the problem of evil and say that we never truly know enough about God. Therefore, we can state that we don't know why he doesn't protect us from evil or why he lets evil come into our lives due to the fact that we can never know enough about him. We can have an idea of why he does this, but we don't know enough information or even have enough information to know. Although we can all have faith in him and believe in him, we never know 100% who God truly is. That's why there are five solutions to this answer. There are so many different options to this answer because there's so much we can take and learn on God and the learning just never ends. How fun. We can learn about this 24-7, all day, every day, nonstop, non-ending. We can just continue to learn and learn and learn and we'll never have enough knowledge. Now, we can use this theological style to answer the problem of evil in a way that we don't know God fully. Therefore, we can never have a definitive answer on why he doesn't try to prevent evil in our lives or not. So if we think he is, then it's not fully God. To wrap things up, we covered a lot in this podcast. We talked about the problem of evil, how it applies to the book of Job, Elizabeth Johnson's theological style, and how that connects to the problem of evil. We've talked about it. We got an understanding, and I hope you're able to take this understanding into our world today and see how it can apply to ourselves. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a better understanding of the problem of evil.